Welcome back to episode 16 of the Remote Players Nerdcast following uh, the worst week ever for me. Uh, I am Ben and I am back with Phoenix and we are going to be talking about games that we've been playing, our games of the half year. But first, Phoenix, how's it going? Good, man. Um, How are you? (laughs) (laughs) Moving right along. Uh, (laughs) We... uh, we did a lot of pre-show chat, so we got my how are, am I out of the way in private. Um, I will just say I hope the upcoming week is better than the previous week, and uh, and that'll have to be that. So we have a lot to cover today. Uh, we both have some games we've been playing, and we have compiled a list of our top three games of 2021, which we're about two months late on, but I don't care. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I guess we'll kick off episode 16 and I'll start with my games because I think you've got more to talk about than I do. Um, and I just have two, uh, a mobile game and a free to play game on the switch. Um, so I'll start with that because I think you are vaguely interested. I have put about five or six hours into Pokemon Unite on uh, switch, which is a free to play uh, but also kind of like a slightly pay-to-win mechanic. Um, Here we go. It's a, it's a, and, you know, like, so I'll just tell you, like, it's a MOBA, but it's not a MOBA like League of Legends or any of the mobile ones that you tried and hated. Um, right. I mean, the idea is still the same. It's like, you know, there's, instead of there being, um, like, guard posts that can attack you that you have to try to knock down as you're killing the opponent. They're like goals. So you go around killing the other team or all these little uh, smaller Pokemon throughout the arena and you collect like candies, kind of like from Pokemon Go, I guess, from them. And okay. uh, you can you uh, you run to the goal and you hold down the X button and you score points into the goal. So each goal has 100 hit points. So when you've scored 100 of them, uh, that goal disappears and like the security barrier that it was creating is gone then. So your idea is to score more points than the other team. And uh, it looks good. It handles good. It's a little clunky in the menus. Like I've noticed some lagging in the menus. Um, the, the the best mechanic or my favorite part of the mechanic of the game is say you pick Charmander as your starter. You start as Charmander and when you hit level four, you uh, evolve into Charmeleon. And uh, okay. then then I think it's like, you know, level eight or level 10 or what have you, you then evolve into uh, Charizard. So based on your level and the points that you're getting, you evolve automatically as you're playing the round. Um, the pay to win mechanic, you can't pay to make your Pokemon like a higher level any quicker, but you can pay real money to buy in-game items that make you stronger or faster. Um, so you can start out with a strength or speed advantage over the other team. Uh, that's the pay to win. And if you're playing a team that's all done that, you're done, you're done for. Um, I probably have won like 65, 70% of the matches that I've played over six hours. So still like it's fun enough that you're not just getting creamed all the time. And, you know, honestly in a MOBA, like you shouldn't be winning every single match anyway. So 65, 70% sounds pretty decent. Um, but I mean, it's still, generally speaking, 
uh, got all the MOBA mechanics and then just Pokemon instead of random, like, superheroes or whatever. So uh, I know you had said when it came out that you were out, but, like, does does any part of you have any interest in trying it? I'm still out. <laughs> like, I nope. just... Dude, like, I every time I see kind of MOBA-like gameplay, I'm like, no. Mainly because I know people are going to be fucking amazing that really love it and i'm i'm just trying to like get like a little like you know a little fun i'm not trying to get like super in depth and that that's what kind of scares me about it but i mean it looks it it looks cool i got like the concept of it i just know i'm probably out in this one unlike the mobile games there does seem to be a, a significantly better balanced and like uh, I very rarely have felt like I was so overpowered that I couldn't do anything or I died right away. And in mobile ones, you know, what they do with mobile MOBAs, that's not an easy thing to say, but with mobile MOBAs, they um, make you feel all strong. And uh, and then all of a sudden you start pay- playing players that are, you know, much higher level than you are paid to be much stronger. And then you don't win anything like ever again. Um, right. It, it doesn't feel like that at all. But there's been a few matches where I could tell almost from the onset, like, oh, we're not winning this. Like, there's just, there's no way. And we lost. Um, right. It's fun. I can play for, like, you know, two or three matches here or there. And then I kind of have to be done. Um, but in general, like, it, it's, it scratched an itch that I, that I, I had. And I, I haven't deleted it yet. Uh, I'll probably keep playing, you know, there's, there's daily check-ins and, and goals and quests and everything. So they make it really involved and it's not overly, like, I haven't felt compelled to spend any money and I don't feel like, uh, I've been particularly, you know, pushed into spending money either. So take that for what it's worth. But I mean, I like it for what it is. If you're a Pokemon fan, you'll like some of the mechanics. If you're a MOBA fan, you'll like some of the mechanics. If you're not in either one of those, then probably you should stay far away from it. Yeah, um, it's like a game I should I should download and try, but I probably won't. I'm, I'm convinced that I won't. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you probably don't. You probably don't need to because you're well aware. Oh, you know, just from like mobile games, that mobas aren't your thing. So, mm-hmm. like, this is probably not going to be the moba that all of a sudden makes you fall in love with mobas any more than the most recent card game you've been playing is going to be the game that makes me love card, you know, deck building games. Um, right. but you know, it, will, it, it, it is fun for what it is. And the fact that it's free doesn't hurt. I will say for some reason lately, like I grew up with Pokemon. I love it to death, but lately I've been like, so out on like Pokemon. Like I'm, I think I'm, I'm just kind of over like Pokemon game. And then it's like Pikachu, Char, Charizard. Um, what's the other one? The, the fighting type, uh, by fighting type like dog kind of looking Pokemon. Oh, Eevee? Who? Not really a fighting type. It's not Eevee, right? No, like the uh the purple kind of like humanoid standing dog looking Pokemon with a tail. Why am, why am I not why is this not coming to mind? Someone is someone is listening right now, like these dudes don't know their Pokemon at all. I know, and I see it in my head, and I freaking 
I can't remember. Uh, Lucario. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of like, I mean, lately it's been like these are the Pokemon that everyone likes, so let's make a game with these Pokemon, and it's just kind of like I don't know. Like it's, I'm putting a lot of hope into that Pokemon RCS game because lately. Anything Pokemon related, I'm just kind of almost out right away, and I don't want to be. But I don't know. This the series is kind of like fading fast for me, and like I said, I don't want it to fade fast. Out having been friends for a number of years now, it's been like obvious that you've been feeling that way for a while. Because what has it been like two years or whatever since Sword and Shield came out? Like you were in on that. But by the time like we started playing it and talking about it, it was obvious that you were sort of like, eh, maybe maybe like I need need a break from Pokemon for a while. Right. I was at the you know midnight midnight launch. I was so excited for Sword and Shield, and then I was just like, yeah, I don't know, dude. <laughs> That's fair. Well, you know, yeah. if you like Mobas or Pokemon, like Unite is probably worth at least checking out. And if you don't, then stick with Phoenix and and don't try that shit. Um, but don't stick with Phoenix uh, if you haven't played like some of those old ones, like um, the silver. <laughs> and the other game I've been playing, which is play, is called Bot World, and uh, it's basically an open world. Uh, robot arena fighting game. I don't know how to describe it. Like, you walk around in an open world, you're collecting materials to upgrade your village and upgrade a ship so you can sail to different places. Uh, but when you encounter uh, either bandits or, or bots, it, like, uh, spawns a arena fight where, like, you they, you they drop their bots in, you drop your bots in, and then they just auto-fight. And then you have, like, your own weapons that you can help your bots out with during the fight. And you get XP for when you win, and you collect parts to upgrade your robots. And you can go and you can build more robots, and it's a whole village and town. And uh, I don't know how I came across it, but I was I started playing it. And it was one of these games where I was playing it, and I was like, no, I don't like this. I'm going to delete it. And I was like, yeah, no, I don't think this is for me. And like three hours went by. And that's when I was sort of like, okay, well, I think I'll just keep this because now I'm invested in it. So there's nothing all that special about it. And I don't know, you know, if you can play it on Apple yet or what the availability on Android is because I think I got in and out on a beta. But so far, I mean, like, it's been, it's kind of cutesy a little bit. But um, I've enjoyed it for what it is, especially because I haven't been fully focused on video games. So it's been a nice little side distraction. But it, it kind of feels a little bit like like a Pokemon if uh, if your Pokemon battles were, like, automated instead of having to pick their moves. Right. Well, I just uh, looked, and it's not on, I, it's not on iOS. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure, like, it's, you know, it, it, it's definitely available on Google Play, but I'm almost positive it's, like, early access, so you can't, like, post a review. I think you have to, like, actually uh, email the developer with bugs and everything right now. But, um, I mean, I've probably put, like, three or four hours into it over this past, the last, like, five or six days, and I've been going back to it to unlock more robots and try to unlock the rest of the map. 
Uh, I mean, it doesn't play. It doesn't feel like a mobile game. It actually feels like something you would have played on like DS or Vita or something like that. Hmm. I mean, but it sounds it sounds really IOC cool. Not getting it. It's good, you know. I like, know. It, 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 it's got decent art. Oh, did you just find it? No, I just forgot that I had a uh, Pixel. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> Phoenix, the multi-device man. That's um, that's actually why I saved the pixel because I was like, wow, there's gonna be there's gonna be some game at some point. Yeah. I oh like hell it. yeah! This looks like my kind of shit. Bot World Adventure. Oh, uh, is that what it's called? Yeah, that's what it's called. Oh, this it's got is like little, dumb. like a this little silhouette of a of a cat dude or something like that. Yeah, I was gonna say it kind of rem- the way you were talking about it, it sounds like little battlers experience. Almost. Uh, it's a little bit. Yeah, it's it, it is kind of like that, except that like in Little Battlers Experience, you can actually change the parts of your bots. And in this game, you're building a pre-existing bot. So and then then what happens is when you go into these arena fights, you can have like five or six robots on the side, but you can only drop three in for the battle. But if one of your robots get not gets knocked out, then you can drag you can like tag out and drag one of the other robots remaining into the battle. So. You have a lot of options, and like the robots do all sorts of different things. There's tanks. There's you know, there's ones that throw bombs. There's ones that have long range shots. Like it's it's uh, it takes all the mechanics of a lot of like RPGs, hack and slash, and kind of like mashes it all together. I mean, the only real thing that I think is kind of a bummer, but it doesn't bother me in this game, is that you're not in control of the robots when they're fighting. Um, like once you drop them in, they do their own stuff, but you do have your weapons on the side, like rockets that refill every like three or four seconds. And you can kind of like help your robots try to finish the fight. So you're not just sitting there watching. There's still a strategy to it, but dude, I would download it on that pixel and give it a try. You might really like it. Well, I'll happy to inform you that it is, it is installing now. <laughs> <laughs> Big surprise there. <laughs> But um, so, but that's all I've been playing. Uh, I've been doing some reading and other stuff, and haven't really been heavy in games. I think I'll be heavy in games by episode seventeen. But for now, it was just Pokemon Unite and Bot World for me. So I will turn it over to you. All right. Um. Well, let me just. So I'm gonna have a quick, like, flurry of games. So I've been. Uh, as you know, earlier in the week, I've been doing Phoenix's uh, Indie Madness or whatever. Um, <laughs> I beat, I guess I'll get this out of the way first. I beat Monster Hunter Stories 2, and uh, I don't want to like talk about Monster Hunter. I don't want to like, you know, drive people on the ground with Monster Hunter stuff again. But real quick, uh, for people that might have been interested in the game, uh, I do not recommend this game <laughs> to anyone. Um, even if you're a hardcore Monster Hunter fan, which we are, I, I would say we are, um, I wouldn't recommend it to Ben. I, would re- I wouldn't recommend to anyone I know that is into Monster Hunter because it's just like really, it has really a lot of lulls and a lot of boring, just kind of like same, same dungeons and stuff. And you know, like maybe in the very beginning, I could see it being really fun. Like I was really like, "Oh, this is great," but uh, when you get like twenty plus hours in, you'll be like, like you'll start seeing the same stuff over and over, and 
you know, I mean, Monster Hunter has never been good at keeping like a nice pace of like I don't know, like a nice change of pace. Like every game pretty much has like the we're on a we're on a new part of the planet and there's new monsters and let's see what the hell they're doing. Like they always have a basic story. Uh-huh. Um, so this this really like takes the same kind of basic story. Like get to a village, help the people out, and then they finally tell you what to do that you need to do to get to the next part of the story. Um, which doesn't the story honestly doesn't even kick in to like thirty hours in. So like it's kind of like you're just playing like a no game until like thirty hours or so in. Um, and um the i want to say like the boss battle at the end is probably one of the hardest boss battles i've ever done in rpg and i thought i was over level and i still felt like i was getting my ass kicked like they don't pull punches on the final boss so um i don't know like i don't know how this is how it's a kid's game unless kids in japan are like just fucking op like i don't i don't know Um, I guess kids and kids and Pan are a different level because I was like, <laughs> this sucks ass. Like I was barely, I was, and I got my, I lost once. So you have when you lose, you have to go back to the very beginning, like of the fight and go through like all the like it's a new form, it's a new form, like all that shit. You got to do it all that over again. So yeah, I just don't recommend this game. I really, I want to love this game because I'm so out on Pokemon. But if a if a third one came out today, I'd be like, nah, fuck that. Like I just I can't anymore. Um, which sucks because I love Muscle Hunter, but Alright. I'll I'll let that one lay. Um but um so I've been doing like after that I was doing like a like a boss rush or whatever of gaming. I was just like, let's just try to do like a bunch of a lot of random games that I've been wanting to play. And I haven't really stopped to play because I was focusing on Mouse Hunter stories. So my first one that I went right away into was Darkest Dungeon on the Vita. Yo, I got I just gotta say, like the controls were trash. <laughs> like uh, you know, like those games where like you play it and it kind of feels like it feels like you're working against. Like what you you know how you you play games and you know how most games control right out the box. This game has controls that like work against you, where you're just kind of like your mind is like, what the fuck am I doing? Like why am I doing this to do that when I normally don't ever do this? And that's what Darkest Dungeon feels like. It feels like uh, I know it was a PC game first, and it feels like maybe the game was like. You know, they made it for PC, and now they're trying to figure out controls on the Vita. They're like, oh, shit, what do we do with this? Let's, let's just fucking bind it to the L and R switch and do this and that. It's a, it's a tough game to... I don't know. It's a, it's, tough, it's a tough game to learn the controls for. So that was the first thing. Because, like like I said, a lot of the match... A lot of the game, you, you feel like you want to... You know what you want to do, but, like, making it do that, you kind of, like, fuck around and, like, stumble. You know, you're yeah. kind of like, oh, what the? F-? You kind of like forget what you were having to do to get this or whatever. It's kind of annoying. So I will just say that for people that are like thinking about it for the Vita, I don't know why you would be looking at it for the Vita, but um, hey, you never know. Um, and I heard that I I read a few Reddits because I was thinking about getting it on the Switch just to be like, 
well, if the controls are better on the Switch, I'll just get that. And apparently it's about the same. You know, the Switch has two more buttons, but apparently it's about the same kind of shit. Um, but Darkest Dungeon is really good, I think, when you're when you're playing a game, it's really good, like in the dungeon. Um, it's really like exciting. You can really get like screwed or you can really get lucky and like kind of win the match on some cool stuff. It's really cool. Um, but I really do think it's too much stuff to juggle. Um, because your your characters have like a mental health kind of like bar. Like you have a health and then you have like a mental health kind of bar that is like you know, some some creatures attack your mental health by saying certain things, or um, or your or your players that are around you, like your other characters, like they might they might be close to death, and they might say to somebody like, "Hey, you, you're fucking, you're not helping us out." And then now that character gets like, you know, he stresses out, and then if if he stresses out too much, and that character has a heart attack, it's a lot to juggle. So I think that. That alone kind of makes me like, eh. like I want to love the game, but I also I don't like this like second level of shit to worry about as far as mental health. Yeah, um, it makes sense. It it does make sense where it's like, oh, these guys are going into a guys and girls. They're going into a dungeon, and it's really dark. And there's like you know if the, if the lantern goes out, now that X that would play on people's minds because you're just in a dark dungeon. I get it. But um, for it to be in a game and juggling all that is really kind of annoying. You end up doing a lot of upkeep, and I don't know. I'm, I could see, I could see why it's amazing. People probably love that part about it, like coming back and dealing with the upkeep and all that stuff. But for me, it's it's just not what I want from a roguelike kind of game, you know. That makes sense. And, I was uh, thinking about downloading that one on my uh, hacked Vita, but then you started talking about it and I've read some reviews and I was like, ah, maybe not. Yeah, I can, yeah, I wouldn't recommend it for, I mean, I can recommend it for people that really love to get involved in like tinkering of all the little things of a game, kind of like this guy at people. <laughs> yeah, but, that, would be, that would be the right crowd. Right, yeah, this is a Disgaea crowd for sure that would love this game. Um, you come back and you can put your characters in places where they relieve stress, like church or the bar or a brothel, stuff like that. And it's cool to like, that's probably how it really would be in real life, where it's like a character needs to like, you know, they need to get some relief, some steam or whatever. But um, it's just not what I want to do in a game. I don't know. It's It's hard to, I don't know, it's hard to recommend it, but like, if that sounds like your shit, then definitely try it out because it's, I think it's. I think on Vita you get like I got I got it for like six ninety nine on sale. That's pretty insane for like that game, which is like pretty popular game. But um, all right. I guess I'll move on now to the next game I'm playing in my uh, indie boss rush or whatever. And it's a uh, Slay the Spire, which I kind of talked about before. But uh, Slay the Spire is like exactly what I want from an RPG kind of, not RPG, from a, um, from a roguelike deck building kind of game. Like it's super fast paced. I've talked about it before with you, but um, you know, it's super fast, easy to pick up and play. Like you, like, you know, anyone that's played a game would like easily know what the hell to do. Um, it's really addictive. Like, you know, you're gonna do the same shit over and over again, but um, 
it's like it's fun to like get better at like beating characters i don't know how to i know that sounds like probably not your shit even more <laughs> but i mean um, like yeah it's not for me but i get it right yeah you you get to the same characters and you're like all right and now i know how to probably beat these guys better now and it's it just get, can get really addictive and I could easily spend 30 plus hours in this game. Uh, I'm still in the first character. I've, I've unlocked more than that, but I'm trying to like just beat it with the first character and then start moving around. Um, so, I mean, I feel like I've talked about this game before. I'm not going to talk about it forever, but uh, if you're into roguelike deck builders, this is probably one of the best right now, I would say. Like for sure, one of the best, and for sure should download it if you're into it. Um, if you don't already own it. <laughs> so I've been playing. I don't think we've ever. I think you talked about a PSP game before, like Freedom Unite, didn't you? You played the most. Oh yeah, game. yeah, I did. Uh, well, this is the first time I'm talking about a PSP game. Um, so I I woke up one day and I was like. How come I don't download any like PS1 games on my Vita or PSP games? Like I should just like I don't know why I haven't like done this before. I'm gonna have PS1 games, but I haven't downloaded PSP games. And then I started going through like the list of like the best PSP games, but et cetera. And then I looked it up on the store, and the store actually has a lot of PSP games that were like the top ones. And I, I was kind of surprised by that because I usually for some reason, the PS1 games aren't really, like, uh, the best of the best. Like, they don't have, like, Final Fantasy 7, 8, 9 in the PS1 area of the, the Vita, which is kind of weird, but I guess I, it makes sense that they probably remastered that game and shit. Um, so I guess I just didn't ever think it was, you know, I guess I didn't think the PSP games would have, like, the best of the best in there. I just kind of thought that it's probably, like, shitty random PSP games. But, um... Yeah, I was wrong. They have like the best of the best PSP games in there, dude, in that store. And um, so I went through a whole list. I have a lot that I really want to get. Um, there's some Ease games that I'm like, why haven't I got this on this before? It looks great. Um, but I ended up getting uh, Patapon and Jean d'Arc, which is Joan of Arc. Um, but they, they're going with the hard French pronunciation, apparently. Um, I guess I'll start with Patapon. Dude, like, I remember I remember when this game came out back in the day. I remember it looking goofy as hell. Do you remember, like, Loco, Loca, Roca back in the day? Yeah, vaguely. Yeah, it was, Loca, Roca was kind of a game where, like, you, like, you turn the PSP, like, it used, like, the motion. Like, you turned it, and, like, your character was rolling, and you can make it roll in certain directions and stuff. And it was very, like, a kind of a graphic, like, 2D kind of game. Like, very, like, cheerful and stuff like that. So, Patapon is, like, a lot like the same kind of look, where it's, like, cheerful and, like, graphic, like, um, not so much 3D, but, like, 2D graphic. Um, you know, very, like, bright and, like, just loud, like, loud music. But it's a rhythm-based um rhythm based strategy slash war game but you know war used very lightly like it's the characters are very fun they're not like uh you know final final fantasy kind of like serious looking characters like in tactics or something like that they're like 
it's very um it's very like you know lighthearted game but um dude it's very good like if you're into rhythm based games at all this might be like one of the best that i've ever played um as far as just like instead of it being like you know a rhythm based game where it's usually like hit the triangle hit the triangle hit the square whenever it like comes across the screen this is kind of like you have to remember certain um certain like key presses that make the characters do a thing so like you know square 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 circle is like makes the characters go forward and then like circle was it circle circle square circle makes the characters attack but you have to hit all those in stride with the rhythm of the game and um if you hit if you get 10 of those in a row if you keep the rhythm going 10 in a row you get like a fever which makes your characters like do more damage like it's a really it's a really interesting game like i was really kind of mind blown that i hadn't played it before i was like this is like my shit 100 percent. like why did i ever play this game and um i don't know dude like um this probably isn't your jam right like you're not a rhythm based dude right i, I don't i don't hate rhythm games I, i'm gonna check it out just because uh you had a lot of good things to say about it the reviews online were good and like you posted it on the rpn cast instagram and it got like a lot of traction from people so I figure maybe I'll post it on mine and then, you know, see what people have to say. Yeah, dude. Um, I, I mean, this is the one that I would, this is kind of like my, uh, you know, Hades is like my roguelike game that I recommend to people. Like, I feel like this may be like one of the literal best rhythm games I've ever played. Cause I think, I think it's, it's more, it's more out of the realm of like, just hitting stuff to like make your character not trip or fall. Like, you know, it's like, it's like all about thinking about like what you want your characters to do and remembering the, the, uh, the key presses, which they're, they're displayed if you need to remember them on the go. But, you know, it's, it's very much like keeping that rhythm going and also remembering your button smashes to make sure you're, uh, doing what you want them to do. Um, and you unlock units, you can unlock units, you can improve the units the units you can um give them like new gear uh you can like craft units like with like certain ingredients it's like it's really kind of involved and really good like i'm telling you dude like i've been like really taken with this game i was like dude like why haven't i played this before um i guess better late than never but um yeah dude like so i've been playing a psp game and um, also, whenever I, whenever you save in this game, it shows like the PSP kind of. Uh, remember the PSP, like the sounds and the uh, and just the what's it gonna say? Yeah. It? Like the UI. My, uh, <laughs> the uh, <clears throat> the Vita that I play on with the uh, like the hacked Vita, it still has the full UI and everything installed in it when you open a game. So I I still remember, and I I played my. PSP to death back in the day, so those noises and sounds and everything are still super familiar. Right. I had a um <laughs> girlfriend that had a PSP, so I never owned one, but um I definitely used hers all the time because she didn't really care. So anyway, um that was like it was nice to I don't know, it's like it was cool to hear that sound again. Like I was like, damn, I forgot about these sounds. 
Um, and I kind of wish the Vita had like a the same version of that UI. Like I don't want the Vita UI versus the PSP UI. Um, yeah, anyway. me too. I like I like the PSP UI a little bit better, either, even though the Vita one is far more fluid and prettier. Right. Um, but I mean, like seriously, if anyone is looking for a rhythm-based game, and if you have a PSP or a Vita, <laughs> um, this is definitely a game to check out. But I'm sure there's someone out there that's probably like, oh yeah, this is the the shit. This is like my kind of game. Like I had a few people on Twitter respond to me with like different um different stuff that the Patapon say. Um it's just like a fun, really good game, and it also has like some pretty serious strategy. So uh man, I'm I'm really like loving this game. And my daughter like watches me play it before she goes to sleep and she's like always into the the songs and like the the mood of the game, so it's a good game. I kind of, I kind of like wonder now if they did they bring it to PS4 at all or what? Like I hope they don't let this. Um, let's see. Patapon three, Patapon three was on PSP. Um. Yeah, I don't think there's another one, dude. I feel like it died. That's kind of weird that it died on a PSP. Well, I would. I wonder what the sales were then. Like maybe they just dictated that you know there wasn't enough interest for another one. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I'm just trying to make sure that we're that I'm looking before people are like, "You motherfuckers, there's there's more. There's the PS5 version." <laughs> yeah. uh, that seems like that would have popped up relatively quickly. Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, it seems like that was it. I can't see. I can't see it being. Um. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's it. Apparently, apparently something called Jungle Rumble, um, which was like it took it, it was kind of like the same kind of game, but it went for iOS and Android. That might be like the last one. But anyway, check it out. Like seriously, love it. Um, I can't like I can't like stop playing it when I have a moment to play it. It's really good. But uh, so the last thing I want to talk about uh, is that. Uh, Jean d'Arc game, um, basically Joan of Arc, but um, dude, like this game is another PSP game that I never heard of. I didn't even know it was like if you if you said like I'm playing Jean d'Arc, they'd be like, "Why? What the hell is that?" Um, yeah, right. Because <laughs> it really doesn't make any sense. Like when you look at the game, it's basically going. It's using the story of Joan of Arc. Which is like you know a French woman, you know, pretty much trying to get the English out of her country and take back her country, pretty much. Um, it uses that story, but um, instead of it being like just fighting English soldiers or whatever, it's it's like uh, there's demons. Like the the English are using demons to like 
help them. And so they have like monsters in the battlefield with them. Um, and it's like a more of a fantasy type game, but um, it's a strategy RPG. And I would say it's basically Final Fantasy Tactics. Like it's basically Final Fantasy Tactics, like a hundred percent, like copy and paste it. Um, but it's developed by level five, which is like, like, dude, like level five stuff is like one of my favorite. Whenever I see that hit the screen, I'm like, oh shit, this is like a good ass game already. Like this stuff is never. Yeah, dude, their stuff is never shitty. Um, So right there, like the quality level was like up and up, I I would say. Um, Apparently it was a first, it was a, it was a, what am I saying? Not first person. Uh, it was the first party game for the PSP. Like it was developed by Sony Entertainment or whatever. So uh, Sony really put their uh, money into this game, I guess. So, um, but dude, it's a strategy RPG. Like I said, just like Final Fantasy Tactics, pretty much, pretty much one hundred percent with the gameplay. But the story is super, super good. Um, it's got some fantasy stuff, but it uses the Joan of Arc overall story. Um, and I really think it's a great way for the game to like just have something like a like a general story to piggyback off of, but to give you like um, I don't know like to to mess with the story some, which is kind of cool. And um, I would say the pacing is really good for the story. Like it just like everything about the story is telling is really great. They have some anime um, kind of like cutscenes between, which really like get you uh, involved. Like the the opening cutscene for the the story set up, like, I was just like, holy shit, like, it was really good, like, it kind of made me invested in the story. Um, I, I guess it's a super good game that I'm, that I don't, I don't think I ever heard anyone talk about this game when I was a kid, or when I, when the PSP was, like, popular, like, I bet you it was online, but, like, I never saw anyone in the streets that was talking about Joan of Arc PSP game. I'd never heard of um, it until you mentioned it to me. Yeah. Like, I, I really... Um, I think one of the reviews that I saw when I was watching the reviews on the game, it said the best game that you've never heard of. And I I agree. Like, I really... This is this and Patapon, like, I can't put these two games down really at all. Like, I, I haven't touched uh, Slay the Spire or anything since these games, because I've been, like... I've been totally invested in mainly Joan of Arc, but um, Patapon is also amazing. But uh, yeah, dude, I like highly recommend this game. Um, even though it's a PSP game, it like it feels it feels like I don't know a DS DS game, a 3DS game. So it doesn't feel like it's the graphics don't feel like it's shitty or something like that. Like it's really good and. Like I'm telling you, dude, like you would probably really like it because it's definitely like a Final Fantasy, not Final Fantasy. Well, yeah, Final Fantasy Tactics, and it's definitely like um, Fire Emblem kind of feel. Um, I've also, got it, I've got it loaded up on my Vita, so I'll probably try that sometime this week. Yeah, dude, and um, it's not even um, there's no permadef, which is which is great because. A part of me, like, I had a character die, like, early on. I was like, oh, no. And then and then he was <laughs> he was back, and I was like, oh, okay, this is great. Um, he was like, just kidding, dude. Yeah. But that's kind of a relief, because that means you can, like, kind of go all out. You know, you don't, you don't have to be so skittish. Yeah, you know? yeah. 
So it's I was I just kind of go all out with my characters now. I'm like, oh, they die. The only thing that sucks about dying is that you don't get the experience. That kind of sucks. Like, um, you know, they have chances where they lost experience now, so they're going to be under level kind of. But you can do uh, you can fight games or levels over again if you want. And there's levels in between that are just like fight levels that don't really have any story. So that's kind of cool. But dude, I'm telling you, this game is like. 100% 100% must play if you're a if you're a tactics strategy RPG fan like I am like blown away by the game and like I said too like you'll pick it up like it's it's pretty much Final Fantasy Tactics like through and through um it's good I love it this the story is a I don't know I feel like the story is probably one of the best little so far one of the best setups I've played in a while Crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I looked at it and then started the game, and I was like, "Oh, this game looks great." So I, you know, I got some time this week and I'm a couple days off, and I'm gonna hit it kind of hard. See, see how I feel about it. Yeah. Um, and then that's all I have, really. Um, I so far though, I feel like, you know, I'm gonna try to stay focused and be. Uh, the Joan of Arc game and Patapon. Um, but I feel like eventually I might go back to the Ease game I was talking about, which was Ease. I forget the name. Um, Ease is called the Oath in Fegana, where apparently you play only as. Um, you play only as uh, Adol. Isn't that his name? Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. You play yeah, Adol Christian. You play only as him, which is kind of interesting because usually it's like you gotta juggle, or not usually, but the latest, the latest ones you have to like juggle between characters. But um, yeah, that one you're just him running around fucking up shit. So I was kind of into that, and it was like highly recommended that people play that one. And then there's E Seven, which I didn't even know that was on PSP, dude. And that was on PSP either. I thought that was like Switch and, and like PS4 and Xbox. Uh, yeah, this one is, it came out in 2009 for the Vita, or for the for the PSP, sorry. Hmm. I don't, I don't I see it on seven, any other consoles. I thought 7 was that lacrimosa of Dana. Am I just confused? Yeah, that was eight. Was the Lacrimosa? Oh, all right, gotcha. Oh, I might have to try that seven out then. Oh, dude, like I'm telling you, like the seven was like one that I was like really close to buying, but when I saw, but when I saw the um, what's it called, John Diarco or whatever, I was like, oh shit. But E seven is yeah, dude. Look it up. It's it's what you know as E's, um, but. Um, you know, uh, one thing I didn't like about it when I saw the gameplay, it looked like you couldn't lock on to characters. It looked like Adol was just like, or whoever you're, char- whoever you're controlling, it looks like they're just like freely attacking and not really like locked onto a character. That that kind of looked annoying, but probably not enough to like back out on. I, I really didn't know that that was on PSP. Or Vita, 
Me neither. Like, I'm telling you, like, I was, I've been really kind of, like, blown away that, you know, like I said, like, the PS1 games on the Vita are usually not the greatest ones. They're not the ones that you, like, want to play. But the PSP games on there are, like, actual, like, the fucking heavy hitters. And I was like, holy shit, like, I need, I need to go back and, like, get these. Yeah. Yeah, and that was, like, a lot of that stuff that came out was during a period of time where I wasn't really gaming too much, so I really do have some catch-up or at least some research to do on the games that I, you know, might want to go back retroactively and play. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, the PSP came out, and I was, like, what? I I think I was, like, high school. I'm pretty sure I was, like, high school. And, um, yeah, I didn't have money to, like, buy a PSP and buy games. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah. Um, oh, another one, uh, the Trails of Cold Steel series. I think this is called, what is this called? Sky? Oh, fuck. Now I got to do it or else it's going to be weird. Trails in the Sky is the name of the PSP game. But apparently it's the first Trails game, like remade or whatever, remastered or remade. I think it's remade. And that was a. Am- Huh? But I like those Trails games. They're good RPG storytelling. Dude, so it's like I want to. It's like I want to get into Trails, but man, there's so many of them, and they all are like eighty plus hours. Like, oh yeah, minimum. they're long. They're real long. Yeah, there, there's no doubt about that. That that's why I'm kind of like I don't know. Like I I want to, but and then the. The the people that I've seen recommend it were saying you pretty much want to start like from start to finish. They, you don't want to yeah because they, it carries through the whole series. So that's what I had been told also that you like if you don't play it from the very first one, you're going to miss out on so much story. Well, shit. I mean, I'm probably I'm probably going to download the Trails in the Sky real soon or eventually, just so I can get it in the on the console before. You know, before uh, PlayStation decides to like finally pull the Vita, um, that happens. But yeah, it will. I know it's gonna happen. Uh, apparently, they fought it off. Like it's not the stores are closing now anytime soon. But you know, I mean, it could happen a year from now or some shit. So yeah, that's true. Hard to call. I, Hard to tell. Right. But anyway. Those are that's my outlook, I guess, on the PSP. So that uh, so that we can truly say that we play all the shit. <laughs> we're, <playing laughs> we're covering covering all of our bases. Tomorrow we'll play like, Vision or some shit like Atari. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's that's all for me. I have I had a lot of like random games, yeah. But I'm I'm done. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that actually covers a lot of ground because you you played a couple or a bunch of games over a whole lot of platforms so um i'm hoping to kind of get into some new shit uh by next episode and i guess now we can move on to our games of the slightly more than half year um and i realized before i start my list that i actually only have two right now because one of my two came out in 2020 uh and i looked it up thinking 
you know, I'm not sure if that came out. So originally I had Age of Calamity on my list, but that actually came out in 2020. So I'm going to take that oh. off of my list. Yeah, yeah. So um, I still have three, um, only because, like, I have bought way too many games this year and have played way too many games. So uh, I'll let you start for once, and you can let me know what you're – if you want to do it, like, alternate, or do you just want to do all three of yours? Uh, yeah, we can alternate, I guess. That'd be cool. So I'll go with your number three then. Um, well, I guess we have, we probably have the same one, one of them the same, I, I would assume. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So I guess I'm just going to go with Monster Hunter Rise as my probably number one, um, game. I know we've talked about it a million fucking hours now, probably. <laughs> but uh, I mean yeah, it's, it's a good game yeah and it, and and the hype for you know it, it lived up to the hype and that's my number one also which is it should come as a surprise to almost no one right um I guess I'll alternate my other one then yeah go for it number two and this is totally a game that Ben is dying to play is Curse of the Dead Gods which is <laughs> which is a roguelike um it's a roguelike uh do the same shit over and over again kind of game um actually when I, I i think i told you like when i when i got this game and i started playing it like i don't know an hour or two hours in i was like i'm fucking done like <laughs> it I it was frustrating that. yeah dude because you have to you have to pick you essentially have to get to places uh, let like I don't know in a better standing before you have to like start taking curses, which are pretty much like I'll take this curse, not that curse, and it might be a little bit better of a curse, but like you still have to go with like a handicap. So you're essentially picking what handicap you want to go in the game with. Wow. Um, it it sounds annoying, but like when you start when you start getting stuff unlocked. You know, as you play the game, you get better. Then, then you can go further before you have to do a handicap. So, it's super annoying. It's totally not Ben's thing. Um, honestly, like I was really close to being like goodbye. Um, but it it, uh, it definitely kind of like I kept with it for like a little bit of a wall there, and I would say it's definitely. One of the best games that, that I've played that have come out this year on the Switch. Apparently, it came out like in 2020 on the on Steam, but like you know, I'm, I'm counting this year because it was on the Switch. I guess makes sense. So um, yeah, that's mine. So my number two was the uh, um, what was it called? Stories of Season, Story of Seasons, Pioneers of Olive Town, the uh, game that uh, Jackie had. Uh, <laughs> What's it called? GameStop really jerking around on. Um, and that was like, that came out like two weeks after or a month after or whatever of uh, Harvest Moon, which I just had too many issues with, with, uh, you know, with downloading or whatever. It just ran into some weird problems. But um, I ended up putting like 25, 30 hours into this game. And, you know, it, it's, it's nothing new. It's the same formula. You always kind of find these farming like life simulators. But uh, I liked the, the other one, the, uh, the heroes of God, whatever the other one before, before that was, I can't even remember anymore. Um, 
But uh, I mean, I, this is a game that I could go back to and, and revisit. I just haven't. But uh, for all the things that came out this year, that definitely ranked in my top three at number two. All right. And that's one that I should play at some point, but there's too many games to play. Um, <laughs> this is kind of a tough list to come up with because I felt like I played a lot this year, but a lot of the games weren't released this year. Yeah, that's true. And I kind of figured that a lot of them were for some reason. I don't know why I just figured they were, but I guess I downloaded them this year and I was like, they came out recently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, my last game is a, a game I've talked about before, which is Roguebook. And I really do think this is another uh, card-based deck-building game. I really do think it's probably uh, one of the best out right now. Um, I really do hope it comes to Switch. And it wasn't, it wasn't at least on Switch at the indie thing, so it might be a little bit later. But um, yeah, dude, Roguebook is good. If you if you're a fan of Slay the Spire, um, like I said before, this game is probably uh, Slay the Spire. I think it's better just because it looks really really well done. Like the characters have really good animation. So uh, this is probably my one of my game of the half year so far. And you, you had mentioned that a lot. So I'm curious to see, like, it's not one that I'm going to touch, but, uh, but I definitely have heard enough about it that it piqued my interest at least a little bit. So I'll be curious to see if like, you know, in another month or two, whether that overtakes your number one or anything like that. Right. Um, and my last game is uh, Ease Monstrum Nox. Uh, that game, I, I still haven't beaten it yet but it's probably my favorite RPG of the year, just from a storytelling and character building perspective. Um, just really, really, really good. Uh, I really enjoyed the, uh, you know, the, the story behind it and the gameplay. If you liked eight, then this is just right up your alley. Um, you know, if it wasn't for monster hunter, this probably, cause my list is kind of out of order because I had one that wasn't from this year, but if it hadn't been for monster hunter, this probably would have been my number two. It just happened to be that monster hunter came out this year and, uh, you know, I wasn't going to put anything above that right now, but, uh, that would be my number three and the end of my list. Well, um, this is kind of like on the fly, but you think we should give us like our, what, like, what do you, what's your prediction for the game you're going to like game of the year? Uh, like, by the end of the year, I, <laughs> I think by the end of this year, it's going to be really tough for something to beat monster hunter for me. And uh, I don't have any interest in discussing Monster Hunter any further because we've done that at length. But I just the things that I consider when I came up with that list and I think I'll consider in four months at the end of the year is just that I put more time in the Monster Hunter than I did any other game this year. I enjoyed all that time, except for maybe the last hour or two where I was just forcing it. Um, right. I felt like I got more than my money's worth. Uh, it's not a game that I think I could go back to now. Like, you know, I've thought about it. It's just like, it, you know, it kind of is what it is. But I really don't think there's going to be something that comes out between now and the end of the year that, that unless, you know, unless uh, Shin Megami. But even then, I don't think, I don't have expectations that that's going to beat Monster Hunter for me. I really don't. So it might be close. It probably will crack by top three to five. Uh, I mean, I hope it beats Monster Hunter for me. I just don't see... The time that I put in 
and the time that I enjoyed it, that it wasn't like it was a chore. Like, you know, I really was just putting more time in because I wanted the gear and I wanted the, you know, the, the Palico gear and I wanted to kill all the monsters. Um, I don't think anything is to be monster hunter for me, but we'll see. Uh, and I have a feeling you might not feel the same way because I think you're hoping for Shin Megami. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I love my son rise. I just, was um i don't know yes like i i really like i'm done go back to that or something like that like i feel like i i played it and i'm kind of done with it um which i did love it but um i feel like shimagami 5 has been one that i'm like really looking looking forward to for a long time um and i feel like that could if if it looks it looks like it's pretty good like but if it if it is actually good like i feel like that could easily swipe me away from anything to be honest um, another one though. I just. Oh, you got another one. <laughs> yeah, another one though. Um, uh, I really do think. Um, damn it. Um, the Advance Wars. You know. Oh, is that come out this year? It comes out later, like in December, I think, around like right before Christmas. I want to say. See, I, 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 I think that we should have a, a um. I I can't. I don't think I'm going to be able to count something that comes out in December, just because That's I'm not going to like December is. You know, I work in retail. It's the busiest month of the year. Christmas time is hectic. I'm not going to have the time or the mental capacity to commit to, um, you know, a game. So I feel like we should make a, a, a an end. You know, a, a remote players RPN rule now that like this our end of the year ends like the end of November and November and December should be counted towards the next year because it's such a big month where like people give and get games, but also like, I know I don't have as much time to game in December as I'd like. Um, I kind of, I kind of want to count December towards the, you know, the, the, the next calendar year. That's true. I think that's how game of the year awards does it as well. Yeah, I mean, it's just not enough time, you know, like, I don't want, I don't want Advance Wars to come out in December and put 10 hours into it and absolutely fucking love it, but say, you know, like, nah, I'm still sticking with Monster Hunter because I put 100 hours more into Monster Hunter over the course of two months. That's true. So, you know, I, I don't, I just, the thing for me is, and, and, and you, you'll probably get this to an extent, but like, so what, like, both of our games of the year in 2020 had to be Animal Crossing. Um, yeah. you know, for the time that we put into it, uh, the, what the game represented, you know, like the COVID time and everything and the community. And like, for me, like that's the uh, monster hunter is the closest thing that I got to that feeling this year. Like it came out, it was a huge release. Multiple of my friends were playing it. We all played it together. You know, we were, we, you know, at one point when Adam was still playing, we were group chatting and we were voice chatting. We were playing like it was the most communal game that i'll play this year i it wasn't the best story like there's no doubt in my mind that uh that shin Megami is going to be a better story but you don't play monster hunter for the story i mean the story was serviceable the kimura story was serviceable about you know the elder dragons and it was great and i played it through and i saw everything but again like what really monster hunter is is the, is the multiplayer um and i you know i did put 
I, I can't stress enough that another reason that I think of Monster Hunter in, is in terms of my game of the year is I predicted I'm going to put the minimum 30 hours, 40 hours into this game and I'm going to beat it and I'm going to move on. And you were like, dude, I'm going to, I'm going to put like a hundred hours, 200 hours into it. And like, <laughs> I ended up, you know, we didn't quite flip flop because I think you ended up at like 70 hours, but I ended up at like 110 and right. just kept going and going and going you know, I mean, Monster Hunter was like, and every single night from the day that it came in on March 23rd, 26th until probably the sometime in May, you know, or early June, like almost every night or every day I was in there killing at least something or doing a rampage. I mean, it, it has the same feeling for me as Animal, Animal Crossing also in that I, I just can't go back. You know, like I, I, I did everything I was going to do. Nothing is new or fresh. It all just feels like I'm doing the same thing over again. But I finished every single village quest, you know, and saw that all the way through. I killed every single monster and every uh, elder dragon that was available on the online mode. I mean, they'll release more, and I don't know if I'll go back and kill them. But, I mean, I did everything in that game. So I'm not, you know, I, I just don't see something that's going to represent the game of the year the way that Monster Hunter did for me. I agree. I I can see that. Like a, assuming I mean, it doesn't sound like it'd be a game of the year. I feel like it'd be a game. I feel like it'd be a game where we start off like, oh man, we this is great, and then like forty hours in, we're kind of like, ah, like waning, you know? Yeah, like I'm I'm ready. Kind of like you were. Not that you were ever like this is great with with Monster Hunter stories too. But I feel like at some point in Shimagami, I'm just gonna want to beat it so I can be done. And I never felt that way with Monster Hunter. Like everything was well beaten and I was done with the game before I felt like I was done with it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, a game that I'm really looking forward to uh, is Metroid Dread. I know you're 100% out. Yeah, my balls. Um, that one can suck all of my balls. <laughs> yeah. I figured as much. Um, That'll be... I'm, I'm going gonna, gonna to predict it now and I'm, I think I'm going to be accurate for once. Uh, that is a game that when it comes out, I will not change my mind and buy anyways. Um, just because I just know how far out I am on that style of game. That said, like, it's such a huge release for the year and like people should be super hyped for it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like it's going to be, it's going to sell like money, but or it's going to sell like hotcakes, whatever you want to say. Um, but yeah, I can I can get. I don't think it's gonna be my like. I don't know though, man. Like I was really into Samus Returns. That game still hits with me like a good spot in my head. Uh, and then I was looking at this another one. I forgot about this. The, the Pokemon Diamond and Pearl. Oh fuck. Well, I'm I'm a hundred percent in on that one. There is no doubt that I'm getting that. So these are the games that I, I never played Diamond and Pearl back in the day. Um, but you know I. me. You know me right now, dude. I'm still like, when I see this, I'm just like, I'm uh, right now, I'm 100% out. Like, but I'm sure when a release date comes, like maybe I'll be like, eh. But uh, for the time being, I'm like, mm -mm. I don't know why. Um, yeah, there's there's no doubt there's no doubt for me that I'm I'm a hundred percent in on those. Like I know for a fact that's a day one, uh, you know, available on November nineteenth. I will be 
somewhere picking up my physical copy of that that day. Uh, I wanna I wanna be in on that, but I don't know. We'll see. My stupid ass to be in on it and then I'll have like a hundred hours in, like what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> um all right, well yeah, that's all I guess. That's all like I saw the switch switch at least releases that was kind of like the biggest ones. Yeah. But uh I mean we'll we'll see. I'm not a hundred you know, something like Diamond and Pearl, if it's a a really, really, really good Pokemon experience. That could be something that could crack my list, but it, I don't think it'll be something that beats Monster Hunter, though. Yeah, me too. Like, I feel like it's going to be a, like, we beat it. We or you beat it, and then we're just kind of like, yeah, that was, that was good. Yeah. Yeah, same. All right. So well, I think that uh, unless you have any other games, that probably brings us to the end of the episode. Uh, I mean, there's one. Um, I don't know if we will be able to play it, but I mean, Battlefield 2042 comes out allegedly October 22nd. And I have such mixed feelings. So, like, you know, we haven't really talked about my battlefielding on this podcast too much, but. Uh, <laughs> Battle- Battlefield 1 is probably my favorite video game of all time, which I know like the RPG gamer has a first-person shooter as his favorite game, but I bought that game. I got a PlayStation 4 Christmas of 2016, and I got Battlefield like within that first month, and I played that game religiously and with full dedication until my PlayStation died in January of this year. And, you know, I can tell you I had... If I logged in, it would show me the time, but like over 1,500 hours in Battlefield 1 on PS4. And I have no idea. I have it on Xbox One X, and I've been playing a lot recently again. And, uh, you know, probably another 100, 200 hours on Xbox. So I'm probably creeping up very slowly on the 2,000 hours. Um, Wow. But then, like, you know, during that time, Battlefield 5 came out, and, like, uh, we played that. We played that together. Uh, that came out in, what, 2018, I think, November of 2018. And, yeah. uh, you know, and, like, it came out just the right time that, like, Phoenix's uh, wife and kids went for Christmas for, like, weeks. And you hung back, and you were in Oklahoma. And we played, like, Battlefield Five like, every night for, like, two weeks. And, you know, like, I went back to one afterwards. Because, like, Battlefield Five, it looked good and it handled good, but it just wasn't, it wasn't what I was hoping for. You know, like, they, they, they changed enough of the mechanics. And that's the thing about Battlefield is they don't keep the games the same. So they really are all very different. So, like, I'm interested slash optimistic about this new battlefield game but like i would between now and then i would need to uh procure a playstation 5 because my 4 is done i i can't fix it i'm not going to invest another 300 bucks in a ps4 when i can just keep waiting for when a ps5 becomes available so what is it uh it's about three months away at this point like it's i don't know what the chances are that i'll have a playstation then so maybe that's something that could really crack my list but I think there's, you know, if I was willing to bet like dollars to donuts, I probably won't have a PlayStation in, in time to even play it. Right. I agree. It's probably super tough still. 
my dad messaged me the other day to let me know that he had uh he had one he found one on uh walmart and you know it was supposed to be a christmas gift last year so my parents have just kind of been like if you can find one or if we find one we'll just buy it it'll be a late christmas gift and uh, he added it to the cart and then like it 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 didn't go through so even when you have one you don't have one online and I don't bother. Like, I've got my Switch, I've got my phone, I've got my Vita, I've got my DSs. Like, I'm not itching or, or you know, like, hurting for games or devices. But if I were to find one online one day, like, I would still buy it. Like, I still want one. I'm just not dying for it. Yeah, me too. Um, we talked about this earlier, but I guess we can reveal it. <laughs> I'm kind of, like, thinking about switching, honestly, to Xbox just because it fits my uh, playstyle more with the uh, Xbox game in the cloud concept. I know PlayStation has PlayStation now, but I still don't think it's on the level of Xbox's uh, in the cloud gaming yet. So I don't know. We'll, we'll I'll keep it, uh, you know, I'm like same like you though. Like if I saw one right now, like I still, I wouldn't be able to buy it first off without my wife killing me. But secondly, like, I'm just not dying for it either. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely is the thing. Like, I got an email. It was like, you know, you get a PlayStation now. Like, I would buy it. But <clears throat> I have different factors involved. Like, I'm not paying for it, A. And B, I haven't had a PlayStation in eight months now. And I'm not really hurting for it. But I do miss certain aspects. But, yeah, I have my Xbox One X, which is, is a beast of a gaming device. And, you know, I'm not going to give away... Any spoilers except to say that sometime soon I will have uh, a device in my hand that will allow me to use PlayPass on the go. And uh, then we're really going to talk about what PlayPass on mobile is like. Because um, hopefully, from everything I've read, this device that I'm going to get shortly is really going to be a powerhouse for some mobile gaming. So, Yeah, that uh, sounds super interesting. Yeah, we'll see how how it goes. So... Uh, unless you have anything to add, I think we're probably good. I'm good. Yeah, cool. Then uh, that wraps up episode 16. Uh, we should be back. I have no idea what your schedule is like, so I don't know if we're going to be back in two weeks or three weeks or four weeks or three months or what. But we will be back at some point with episode 17. And uh, as always, you can find us on social media, uh, really just at RPNCast on Instagram. And then, uh, Phoenix, you can hit them with your social Yep, uh, I'm just at Fartsy uh, on everything. So, <laughs> look me up. Cool. So, with that, uh, we will be back in a couple weeks. Peace.